At the heart of your job search is a mission for more. More challenge, more meaning. The FBI is seeking people from all backgrounds. Your pursuit for more deserves nothing less. Visit fbijobs.gov forward slash radio. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton alongside me, as always, my tag team partner, a man who, if he was signed today, would be the third best quarterback on the Green Bay Packers roster. <laughs> One, Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing, as always, during the pandemic, air quote, Saturday morning, sir? I'm doing great, Roy. And just to let anyone know, my contract did not run out. His contract did not run out. He is still here. The lifetime deal locked in permanently here. 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia, unless we get a better deal. But until then, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Most importantly, of course, Chris Domingo's favorite weekend of the year. The National Football League draft is over. A bunch of new birds are in the nest. We will talk about each and every one of them specifically. Not specifically, but we'll talk about all of them. But most importantly, the first-round pick, Devontae Smith. A lot of those mock drafts are right, but... They didn't all have him going 10th to the Eagles. We'll talk about how that happened as it all went down. Of course, we'll talk about everything else going on in the NFL as No, well. no, no. You could not, you mm-hmm. could not have a, a weekend football-related without talking about the happy Brady Bunch, also known as the Philadelphia Eagles front office. Yes. That, that, yeah. just, that just set, like – because I like I was watching a, I think it was Birds of Friends and Shiel Kapati was like yeah I think they're gonna go as drama free as they can possibly be mm. well well the picks were drama well actually the picks well were they drama, weren't because the picks because yeah. the picks caused the drama so yeah. once again the Eagles just cannot stop tripping over themselves but <laughs> I, I mean but I mean like I, I mean I'll say like I, I mean if you ask me do I feel better or worse about the Philadelphia Eagles after this draft. Uh, for me, I feel better. I, I mean, I'm gonna say it. I feel a lot better, but I mean, I feel better. Yeah. So, so, so we'll break down. We won't. We won't grade the draft, but again, we'll, we'll talk about how good we feel after this draft. We won't grade the other drafts or the other teams either, but we will talk about the other players got, who got <sighs> and where they got picked. We'll also discuss the big, the biggest news of draft weekend, which wasn't even a drafted player. Of course, Aaron Rodgers, the story that Adam Schefter sat on until the NFL draft, according <laughs> to the person came out this week. Um, Aaron Rodgers said, like, yo. I, I don't want to go back to Green Bay. All I want to do is go watch horses with my friends and just enjoy this offseason and play for another team. So we will discuss that. Yeah, oh, oh, by the way, like one of my favorite traditions right now is like see what random football crews are going to the Kentucky Derby because like it, it's like a team thing. Like, I mean, well, yeah. out with the Eagles because they were in they were in Texas or where, wherever the hell they were catching footballs from Jalen Hurts. But like you see, like you see the Green Bay crew. Ron, Randall Cobb's still part of Team Green Bay. Like I, I don't know, like they bring their wives. That's a cool tradition. And then, and then, and then, before you had Brady and his bros. Like I, I mean, like yeah. twenty-seven deep. Like <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I mean, like it was. I mean, but this shows, man. Like the NFL is just a three hundred and sixty-five day machine. I, I, I mean, this is a selection show, and you got six million people on average watching it. I yeah, mean, people yeah. were hyped to watch. Kenny Gainwell get drafted. Yeah, there, there is no offseason because, again, like you <laughs> mentioned, like there's a bunch of people who watch the draft, and it's going to be a bunch more people who are going to watch the NFL selection show, the, the schedule uh, show next oh, week, God. next Wednesday. <laughs> um, so, again, so like it, there is no offseason when it comes to the NFL. There is an offseason when it comes to the NBA, but hopefully the Sixers are a far away away from it. They appear to have locked up the number one seed. We'll discuss that and who they may face in the first round later on in the show and we got to talk some Phillies man because the Phillies as we were taping the show or right before we started taping the show just swept the Brewers out of Philadelphia four game winning streak for your boys <laughs> down in South Philadelphia all without Bryce Harper who's still, still dealing with an injured wrist so are the Phillies for real are they legit are they moderately legit? no they're not legit Who, who's to say <laughs> who's to say I, I mean like like all I see is I see just just it's the same damn Phillies bullpen booty I, I mean, <laughs> the worst possible. I don't think I would love to go into like I don't know, like I don't know Nielsen's or like I don't know, like I don't or like the record books and see has 
in the first what 20 games has there been a worse hit hit position than Philly's out center fielder? It's been it's been pretty bad. And, and again, the, the center fielder again, I guess the the um, I would say most consistent or, or the guy they, they put out there more, more than often more often than not now. Oduble Herrera was a or was and still is kind of a um, kind of a public enemy symbol, number one. Yeah, symbol of controversy <laughs> slash public enemy number one. But I do want to talk about that later. So I want to I want to hold off on that Oduble conversation because I, I do want to ask you about that. But we have a ton of stuff to get to again on this edition of the Broad Street Line. So as we always say, sit back, relax, take a ride on the Broad Street Line because the future of Sports Talk Radio has finally arrived. Any shout outs, sir? Um, no, I because I'm going to wait and give my shout out before our draft segment. No, you know what? I'm going to give it now. Hit Thank it. you to all the talented, insane people that put together all this draft analysis. Man, you guys are like the real – like, it, it's – because really, it's a it's a, pre, it's a pretty competitive market. I mean, before it was just Kuiper, and that was it. And now you got, mm-hmm. like, like guys like Dane Brugler, like Matt Miller. I mean, and, like, to, to, and like these dudes do work, and kudos to them because I absorbed every single piece of information in the last two weeks. Thank you. Yeah, and it was even harder this year again. You know, given given the pandemic and you know the lack of football games and the lack of being able just to go and see a lot of these guys because again there weren't fans in a lot of these stadiums or it was harder to get to stadiums than it was in the past. So shout out to those guys who who uh, who who are grinding extra hard this year to kind of do all that pre draft stuff. Um, no shout outs for me, but shout out to you guys for listening to us and supporting us here, whether it's one hundred six point five FM Cam Radio or wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, Spreaker. Just do a search for the Broadtree Line. Download us to your phone, your iPad, your Android phone, your MP3-enabled device. Take us with you on the go or at home. Listen to us at home 24-7, 365. You can also listen to us on the TuneIn app. The Philly Cam Stream is back up on the TuneIn app. So go to the Philly Cam Stream. You can tune into us live every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Or if you're in Philly, you can just fire up your car radio and tune in 106.5 FM. Again, WPPM LP Philadelphia every Saturday morning. And while you're doing all that, please do us do us a solid and follow us on the Twitter machine. He is at SKD215. I am at the BS line. I'm not sure what he's going to be tweeting about. I know that tomorrow, I'm sorry, Saturday, today, wink, wink, as I'm doing this, it will be the pre the preview. The Champions League final preview from my boys, Chelsea v Manchester City. The preview of the big match. What does that? Up. Well, what does preview mean? Like, is there like a game? So they're they're playing a game as part of a the friendly? Premier League. Well, no, no, no. no. This is part of the Premier League. They're the regular okay. scheduled Premier League. But these two teams are going to face off in the Champions League finals at the end of the month. The Champions League finals, like the Championship of Europe. Okay, so but what's the preview? So this is just a regular Premier League game for both of these between teams. the between these two teams, the same two teams, yeah. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. Okay, oh yeah, so, no, like no, like I, I I saw Chelsea Nation. Is that what it's called, Chelsea Nation? Chelsea Nation, the Blues. I don't know. What okay, you call okay, us, okay. Because I saw them wilding out. I don't know after I think it was Hodge. Like I don't know, scored a scored a goal or was that Hodge? No, so Timo Timo Werner scored the first one, and then Kai Havertz scored on a beautiful pass from Captain America himself, Christian Pulisic, who came on late, two nothing dub over <laughs> Real Madrid in the second leg, of the Champions League semifinals. We're on to the finals, baby! It's a beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> no, thing. And, and 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 one, I think you can claim this, man, because you have been watching this crew for the past year. So I, 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 I yeah, I think I've can, watched ninety percent of their games. I mean, you could say that you probably watched Chelsea more than the Phillies or the Flyers. One hundred percent. Like I, I literally have watched probably ninety percent. I've watched their games in Spanish, like on, Uni- <laughs> on Univision, on like I don't even know what the other Spanish station is. On Peacock, on I don't have Paramount Plus, but thank God, like they, you know, they put them on a Spanish station. No, Chelsea's in my squad. I'm very excited. This is going to be the first time I believe ever. That there will be two Americans um, in the Champions League final. There's one on the, there's one on Chelsea and there's one on Manchester City. So an American will win, uh, will be on a Champions League final uh, victor team or whatever you know victorious team. So it was like the Championship of Europe. So this is like the biggest prize in club soccer, um, and it's going down May twenty. I think it's May 29th. Last night Saturday in May on CBS, which is big time. Oh wow! Yeah. So this is big time. So this is big time. So I'll be tweeting about that. The Manchester City Chelsea preview. I'm not sure what you're tweeting about this weekend. 
um, maybe the Sixers kind of locking up that one seed. Um, yeah, the- no, because I need I need a two week break from from just NBA basketball because God, it's terrible. It's, hard, <laughs> I know, it's horrible. Like, I know, like I know, like begin the end of seasons are slogs, but this is like collectively the NBA. Sorry, sorry to start to start with this, no, but no, no. collectively the NBA and the players need to figure out how to make this season more meaningful because this is. I, I like, and I understand that there are extenuating circumstances, but I hope that because this isn't just an owner's problem. This isn't just this isn't everything problem. Because if you want the sport to grow, you cannot have six guy six guys playing a basketball game. Like I mean, it reminded me us me of like our Norbert teams when we stopped mm-hmm. winning and like and kids. It's bad, Roy. And like I, I mean, I don't know what you can do, but I, I mean, I don't know like. Knock it down to seventy-five, and like you need to do something to make at see this the regular season meaningful. And I don't know how you do that. Like I don't know. I like I, I thought about making the first two, like like you know how they do it in in the NFL where you make the first two seeds buys. Mm-hmm. You need to do because a playing game ain't ain't it. No, 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 playing game, playing game in it. If you ask me um, to be the president of basketball and to figure this out, the way I would do the what I would do is. Again, I like the shorter season. Seventy-two games works for me, but you gotta expand. You gotta stretch it out. Like you can't fit it in a compressed schedule. Like you can't have like the Sixers are in the midst of right now. You can't have five yeah. games in seven days. Like that's just disgusting. But 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 will players still take the day off? Because one, I can't. Like I, I mean, I, I think maybe Bodner or some. I can't tell you a memorable regular season game that happened this year. Not one. Yeah, I mean, there's very few. There's very, there's very few. Roy, I mean, there's, there's... what if the Sixers were just a seven seed? How much basketball would you, would you be watching? Oh, well, they, well see, see, that's the thing. If they were the seven seed, though, then you'd have to watch because you, because they might not make it. Oh, no, but just in general, like, I, I mean, like, like okay, say they, they were the, If they were the, the Hawks. Seed. If they were the Hawks. Yeah. If they were the fifth seed, and the Hawks ain't going nowhere. They're the fifth seed. I probably wouldn't be watching any. <laughs> like, like the Sixers are in a good spot because they're because they're fighting for the one seed. It's like, all right, are they going to get the one seed? Then you got to watch. And if they're if you're like the wiz, if you're like the Wizards or the Celtics or whatever, like you might not get in. So it's like, all right, I got to watch. But if you're like in the middle, or I mean, if you're out, you're out. So you don't you don't watch it all. Like if you're the Thunder, don't even be a Thunder fan right now because the Thunder are god are god awful. They can't. They stink. And- I have no idea <laughs> how how we Sixer fans watched. But no, but like. There's a difference between being a bad team during normal NBA times and there's being a bad team right now. Yeah. Because that means you're doubly bad. You're and, super bad. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> like I, I there needs to be some sort of common ground between the owners and the players to say, okay, we'll give you less games and not take as much off the top money wise. But guys, you can't be like, I don't know, just sitting out multiple games. Like I, no. I, I mean, like I understand this season. Like, I don't know. Because I, I mean, guys are but man. Going forward, you can't like how many games Roy, have we been waiting for like a Brooklyn like a Nets Sixers game and then at the last minute oh Kevin Durant's out right. oh James Harden's out I was like that sucks like I, and I hate to be that get off my but that sucks for a fan and no, you know what and we like as a basketball lover I just want like good ass basketball because it, it it's been like that game last, on Wednesday was an abomination it was terrible. Yeah, no, it's like like because what James Harden got traded like you know not quite a month into the season to the Nets and you know he's he's played with Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant well like six times seven times like some ridiculous amount of you know amount of games you know like LeBron got hurt this year Anthony Davis got hurt this year like you know uh, Paul uh, Ka- Kawhi Leonard's been in and out of the lineup I mean, we've seen a ton of injuries and like there's never been a game and I have I have it on the rundown now like there hasn't been a game or hasn't been many games where the Sixers have faced a playoff team a really good playoff team at full strength. Yeah, like, do we like, know like five, four games left in the season? Do we know if this team is a champ? Like, can win a championship? Yeah, I don't, don't know. know. We don't know. We think so. I mean, we. I mean, they have the best record in the East. So based on that, you think so, but you have no idea because again, have you played the Nets at full strength? No. Have you have have you and the Bucks kind of squared up against each other? Mono a mono, everybody there. No. So it's like, like what are, what are we doing? So yeah, so yeah, it's, no, it's kind of tough. No, that's why. They need to wrap this up as soon as possible. Get those, get as much time off. Get week a week and a half off. Yeah, and just like I don't know, just chill because like that's what I think the NBA really needs. They just need a good playoff. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, like I mean, this playing thing is kind of hokey. But I mean, like, 
everything will normalize and you'll get these. But you need you need your teams to like be at full strength. So if that's if Harden's sitting out for this for the sake of this, okay. But yeah. I, I mean that like no, I like the last week I've just been like, oh my god, just like I, like the, the the Bucks Nets game on Sunday and Tuesday were like the first non Sixers games I think I've watched in like three months. Yeah, no, like you're right. Like, like this, the play. I think the playing tournament starts a week from a week from today, a week from Saturday. So, once that starts again, as long as the Lakers are in and you know the Nets are healthy, then I think we're fine. But I, I think until then, it's gonna be a very disgusting like week or so of basketball because <laughs> it's just it's just not good to watch, man. It's not good to watch. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. <laughs> no, yeah, no. But you know what was not terrible? What's that? Was was. Was was watching the forty seven things on YouTube that say mm. Devontae Smith highlights because mm. damn it, I'm in, I'm hooked, and and, and and it doesn't help that he is that that he has completed the the class called pandering one hundred and one to Philly fans. Yes, I, of course, no, like it really is a checklist. I, I mean, I always said Bryce Harper plays this checklist like a like a like a fiddle. Like like a drum, like I don't know. Wear some fanatic stuff. Mm-hmm. Play some meek middle. I mean, like no. It, but kudos to Devonte Smith for knowing his audience. So Devonte Smith, who Chris Domingo wasn't a fan of the last time we did this podcast, but he watched or listened to Dane Brugler and Brian Baldinger and every draft expert in the world. Now he's Team Devonte. That's fine though. Devonte Smith, welcome to Philadelphia. The first round pick of the Eagles, picked at number ten. After trading up with the Dallas Cowboys, again, the draft kind of fell. I don't want to say in a, in a peculiar way, but Devontae Smith happened to still be on the board at 10. Howie Roseman working the phones uh, feverishly to kind of move up. Found an, a, an unlikely trade partner in the Cowboys. Uh, they traded uh, one of their two third-round picks to move up two spots. and got the, the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, the wide receiver who caught 117 passes for 1,856 yards and 23 touchdowns last year, which is pretty disgusting when you kind of think about it. In you know, the SEC. He no, holds and, it, he, he, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. And this is the most obnoxious stat I think I've ever heard. It's pretty damn close. You know, you know the last before this draft and when they drafted Smith and Dickerson, you know the last Alabama player that the Eagles drafted? Alabama player. I, I, I think I have a name, but it can't be that because that was 30 years ago. Is it that guy? Is that a running back? Is this Saran no, Stacey? It was, it, no, it was 2002. 2002. Wide receiver, Freddie Millens. Oh, God. Freddie Millens. Wow. I never would have guessed that. I was going to – all right. I'm glad, I'm glad it wasn't Saran Stacey. You your PhD in GMing to, to realize, oh, Jeez. it might be a good idea to, A, draft a guy from Alabama, or, mm-hmm. B, and A, draft a guy from the SEC. Like, this is what – like, I, I mean – because like I, I talked about this with my uh, with my tribunal, it's like, it, it, does it say something to say you drafted a guy that's that's coming from a borderline pro program like like Alabama? Like I know they have a bust here and there, but man, these dudes are like these dudes are ready for the NFL because you're damn near getting NFL like quality coaching at, at Alabama. So that's why I'm a big fan of just this this pick in general and this overall draft because it feels like they're getting dudes with some talent and we haven't gotten dudes with talent in a while no one has drafted more players from the nick saban pipeline than bill belichick (laughs) you think it's a coincidence is is it a coincidence that you know you draft a bunch of alabama and lsu bowls and you win a bunch of titles i'm (laughs) i'm not saying but i'm saying you know there might be a little correlation there and just imagine, like, the intel you're getting from Nick. Like, yeah. I, I mean, because those two have worked under each other, and you're like, yo, what do you think about Christian Barmore? Thumbs up or thumbs down? If you get the thumbs up from Nick Saban, you're you're going to pick the guy. It's not like you're getting it from, like, Jeff Collins. Right. Like, yeah. I, I mean, no. Like, I, I mean, but this is, this is what I feel like the Eagles did this time, is, like, they got to, like, instead of drafting for, like, I don't know, like, attributes. Like, and – and just from reading all these profiles on these dudes, Roy, you know what this team has been missing for the last few years? Dogs. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, of course, you, you did the 100 dogs, but there weren't dogs the last couple of years. And I feel like dudes like Smith, who seems like he's got this, like, massive chip on his shoulder because people have told him for like, his entire career, he's like, you're too small, like, I don't know. You go and catch 40 touchdowns in two years at Alabama. I mean, 
but it's but he he's still hearing it. Da, 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 da. Like I don't like you're too small. You're like you won't be press coverage. Same with Dickerson. I mean, these dudes like it's not a coincidence that a lot of Bama guys turn out to be Pro Bowl players. So wasn't that the point of this draft was to obviously find rotation guys. You need to find, but you need to find stars. And for me, Smith and Dickerson have a chance to be stars. So that's all I, that's all I could ask for, for this draft. Yeah. Devonte Smith, again, the holds the sec record for most wide receiving touchdowns was 46. The record before the four record before that was 31 by Amari <laughs> Cooper, uh, which is again, which is kind of impressive. Another battle player. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you, when you think about it again, but he was a third wide receiver taken behind Jalen Waddle. And Jamar Chase, um, but the Eagles again fortunate enough to get him at ten. Almost well, well, they almost traded up to nine, which would have been a very interesting proposition because the birds were on the phone with the Denver Broncos to try to get the nine pick. That deal didn't go through. Um, the Broncos wound up taking Pat Sertain, but it would have been interesting to see if they had traded up to nine, would they have still gone with Devontae Smith or would they have gone with another Alabama guy, Patrick Sertain or Pat Sertain, um, at nine? But you know what? Neither here nor there. We got an Alabama guy at in the first round. And kudos to Howie. We rip Howie. But getting a top five talent, maybe a top three talent, depending on how you rank them, in a draft and still winding up with another first-round pick next year, that's good value. All right? That's what good GMs give, do. Give, give the give give the devil his due, man. Like, no, like someone said, if there's one really good thing Howie is, is, is making deals like this, mm-hmm. forecasting, like forecasting value and making a pick. Like, I, I mean – is he good at picking? No. But no. I mean, like, that is, I, I mean, to say that you would have, I mean, people would have been happy if you drafted Smith at six, right. like, and, and knock out a first round pick. So now, next year, it all depends on if you can draft, but I mean, you have a chance at three, three ones in a draft where, like, I don't, I know you'll have a real, like, season, real combine, real, like, to really evaluate these guys. So, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but, but geez, I, I mean, like, but once again, I, I mean, let's just, let's just see if these dudes can play. So, but I, I mean, like what, if you had to like, I don't know, give your, like, I don't know, like, uh, like, are, are you buying or selling or just like not doing anything with Eagle stock right now? But hold on, let's go through the draft first uh, and then, then, we'll, then we'll, then we'll do the recap. Cause I do want to talk about the other guys, especially the other Alabama bull that the Eagles drafted, which you know, my I, favorite pick, my my favorite Eagles pick person, started a lot of started a lot of debate on the Twitter streets uh, earlier this week, or like, I should say, should say last week. Uh, center Landon Dickerson was selected with their uh, second round pick, number thirty seven overall, the Remington Award winner uh, last year, who tore his ACL in the SEC title game. Um, he has a, he does have a long injury history. He has three season injury ending injuries. In the last four years, but he's an absolute he's an absolute mauler, um, as the big boys like to say. Center can also play guard. He is expected to be healthy in training camp despite the torn ACL. Of course, the picture that was uh, the video that was floating out on the timeline of him doing the cartwheels at the Alabama Pro Day about a month ago um, is out there. So there's that. I know Baldy's a big fan, and I know when you saw the Baldy sign off, Mister Domingo, I know you became a big fan of Landon, Landon Dickerson. No, no, like I, I mean. I know Baldy sometimes like the likes to deal in hyperbole, but he said, I, I mean, and like I, I don't know, like I don't know if it's true or not. Said this is the best offensive lineman prospect since Quentin Nelson. Quentin Nelson's like arguably the best offensive lineman in football. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, and I understand like the injury, like history, like it's not nothing to see about. But Roy, how many offensive linemen have you seen recover from injuries and be like still elite? How many injuries did Jason Peters have? How many injuries has Brandon Brooks had? Right. How many injuries is Lane John? Like, I mean, what a, a football ACL? All football ACLs are not created different. And no. like, I don't like. I'm not scared of Sidney Jones. Maybe Sidney Jones just couldn't play. <laughs> maybe he couldn't play here because, like, I'm again, yes. he's, he's starting somewhere else. You know, he's playing somewhere else. Like, maybe Sidney Jones couldn't play here. But like you're, you're saying, like, like Lyman. And then the people were like, well, you know, linemen have 330 pounds in our ACLs. Okay, and that's, that's a fair point. But linemen ACLs, like you said, are different than wide receiver ACLs. They're, they're different you're than not, cor- the cornerback no, ACLs. Yeah, no, different. you're not like – like you're not backplotting. You're, you're not doing sudden motion. You're just going back and forth. Like I don't know. Like it's – like it's – like I mean, look at Mark Schlereth. He's had like 50 injuries. Right. 
Like you can, the guys can recover from this. And again, before he got hurt in the SEC title game, again, the man won the Remington Award. He was the best center in college football. Like this guy, again, like is he going to be, you know, a, a key contributor to this team next year? Doubtful. I mean, he, he could win it, one of the starting, you know, the other starting guard job. Um, I doubt it. But that being said, you need a replacement for Jason Kelsey, and this guy could be your anchor for the next decade. So, like, what are we tripping? Like, I'm fine. Like, you're not going to no. win any games next year. You're going to be, like, 5-12 and 12 next year, all right? <laughs> so what does it matter? Like, I, 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 I have – I'm sorry. I don't mean – I got to go. No, 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 go, no, go off, King. I, I'm tired. I, I have I've come over to the – I guess the dark side. Next year don't matter. I don't need guys who can – well, on some level. I don't need guys who can start next year. I need guys who can start for 10 years, all right? Whether it starts <laughs> next year or not, it doesn't matter. Whenever that clock starts, it's fine. Give me dudes on this team who I don't need to worry about the next six, seven, eight, ten years. He's that guy. He's one of those guys. I'm fine. You know what him. I need, Roy? I need guys that can start in Pro Bowls. Yeah. And 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 I think Smithland's going to be a really good player because I look, that, like he really is like a route – like. I mean, it's not even not it's not uh, not crazy to say he's the best route runner on the Eagles right now. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, but like, I mean, other than Smith, um, Dickerson has the best chance to be an elite player. I, I mean, and and isn't this isn't what this team's missing? Like, I, I mean, like it's not a coincidence that like this team doesn't have pro ball players that, that they don't develop pro. And and I think another thing that makes me a little more optimistic after this draft is. Maybe if the same coaching staff was here, maybe I'd be like, I don't know. Right. Like, I don't know. They could get the most out of, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, who the hell's the dude they picked in? Uh, like, like Zach McPherson. Like, oh, I don't oh, know oh, if they would be guy, able to get the most out of Zach McPherson. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'm willing to give this coaching staff a chance to say, okay, I like Zach McPherson has some pedigree. He went to Penn State. He's big. Coach him off, please. Mm-hmm. No, like, that's all I need to see from this. Let's. All right, we'll go through this, and I need and I have like a couple of questions because okay. I these are the questions I was asking myself over the week. Okay, so so the Eagles uh, finished up day two uh, with one pick in the second round because they traded their other one. Um, Milton Williams was taken at seventy three, not at seventy. Now the Eagles had them the seventieth pick. They traded down. They picked up an extra sixth rounder from Carolina before selecting Milton Williams from Louisiana Tech. Uh, before we get into Milton Williams specifics. Um, there was a little bit of disagreement in the Eagles um, war room over the pick. Um, you saw after the pick how he um, trying to dap everybody up in the world. He got to Tom Donahoe and Tom Donahoe gave him some half-hearted dap. It wasn't just, you know, miss, regular Miss White guy dap. It was upset dap because Tom Donahoe was not on the same page as Howie Roseman with the pick. Um, according to reports that came out later, which again, kudos to the Eagles because they didn't have to tell us anything. Um, Tom Donahoe was more of a fan of the uh, who was it? Um, Aline McNeil, the NC, NC State D tackle, uh, who wound up going to the Lions at seventy. He was a, he would have stayed with the board and wasn't concerned about getting the extra six round pick. Howie said, you know what, we can move down three spots to get it, get another guy. Um, By the way, Howie Williams. Roseman might be one of the most awkward human beings I've ever seen. Super awkward. He literally he like like you see this dude like like just playing up the camera, dapping. Giving bro hugs to people that don't need bro hugs. Like I, I mean, did you, hear, like, did you hear him on the phone? Did you hear him call? Did you hear him call Landon Dickerson? It was the, it was no. some of the most awkward. It's it's out there somewhere. It's some of the most awkward audio. It's like bro, man. Like I, no, no, man, no. Just no. Nah. Like I mean, Howie Roseman ain't Matt Rule, where he's like telling people like because you know that's another one of my favorite things of the draft is getting like hearing these coaches call these dudes up because I think it was like Steve Kime or something called up like I think Zayvon Collins. And he's like, or he's like, yo, man, you ready to go? And then David Collins just starts cursing. I'm ready to people up. Right, I was right, like, right. This is not Howie Roseman. He's no. Howie Roseman is not compelling someone to say, yo, let's kill. <laughs> and look, I know GM is a little bit tougher because again, like you said, like you see most of the videos we see are coaches. And you probably saw the the one of uh the the, the one Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin, where he talked to he yeah. called Najee Harris. He said, Man, you know who this is. Like, you know, it's Coach Tomlin. Like, all right, yeah, it's like, all right, like, you get hype. Like it's harder for a GM to get a kid hype. Well, well, so, except for like guys like Joe Douglas that look like football players. Yeah, yeah, like, like a Joe Douglas. But like you know, they had that Landon Dickerson call when he when he talked to Nick Sirianni. He asked him about rock paper scissors. I'm like, all right, this isn't what I this isn't what I want. But maybe maybe this is like just the intro for for Nick Sirianni to get his feet wet in this coaching game because may, maybe 
the rock, paper, scissors is just a way to ingratiate yourself with these guys. But, you know, Howie Roseman, super awkward. And that video was even more awkward with Tom Donahoe. There's cameras in the room, people. Like, I know at some point you probably just forget, I guess. No, when there's cameras no, in the room. Forget. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. That, like, you shouldn't. No, that's why, like, I, I mean, I'm not under any false illusion that this doesn't happen hourly at the draft. Like, I don't know, like with every team. I, I mean, but every team is just smart enough not to do it after an athletic article has shown how dysfunctional you want. Like, I, I mean, like, but that just shows you another example of no emotional intelligence. Like, I, I mean, it's just, it's just another case that the Eagles are just a, like a mess and they, but the thing is, they don't think they're a mess. Like, mm-hmm. like they're just like if they were super, like serious about giving off a good vibe. They'd be like, they'd be, but they just don't care. They don't care. But I, 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 I but I think, <coughs> I mean, in their like, like in their case, they believe that we can be as dysfunctional as we want. But if we draft good, y'all will come back. And like, I don't know, supporters. And you know what? He's right. You're right. Like, but like, but. For the current events part of it, can you just go to the bathroom and do this? If you're, yeah, if you're disagree, like you can't have your family business out on the street. Again, you can disagree. Howie Roseman can disagree with everybody in that room. No one outside of that room needs to know it. They shouldn't know it. No one should know of any disagreement inside that room. Period. Point blank. And again, whether you forgot, G's move the- inside. G. Howie Roseman is the opposite of a G. But no, 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 he, does, he does. He, he does I'm, not move in silence. I'm not even blaming. No, this is all. This is all Tom Donahoe. This makes Tom Donahoe really. Better. No, no. Like he's the he was the one who needs to chill. He was like if Tom. <laughs> if, if you hate if you hate that dude with every fiber of your being, me and you and I, Chris Domingo, you and I should not know that. People <laughs> listening to this on the airwaves, they shouldn't know. The only one who should know that is the people in that room and maybe your wife. That's it. Right, so you you're gotta, so so you're blaming so so this is on Tom Donahoe. This is one hundred percent Tom, who honestly really is a kind of like a de facto employee. He's not like he's a senior like scout, but I don't think he's like I mean he's not Andy Weedle. Like I, no, I mean no. I think like he's part of the team, but I, I mean but he's also been a scout for thirty years. He don't give a damn. Like I, but but one but shouldn't this be a conversation that Mr. Lori has with everyone? Right. Like I don't well, you, you have... shouldn't have to have it though. That's the thing. Like <laughs> no, Tom no, Donahoe's seventy four. But but before the draft, before mm-hmm. ESPN or the NFL Network puts their cameras there, don't y'all say before like don't you have like a kickoff meeting to be like guys? Y'all read what that bum Shield said to said about us. Right. You you heard what Bo Wolf said about us. Don't let don't don't give Bo Wolf more ammo. Don't give mm-hmm. no, but like but these things are I don't know if they're happening or they're just not listening. There once again, there's a disconnect between the owner and his employees right now, and but, it's but I don't know how you fix that. But the thing is, and again, I, I hate to sound, I hate to you know throw everybody you know a, a life raft here, but again, if I'm Jeffrey Lurie. And Tom Donahoe was 74 years old. The man was a, a GM. Like he was a GM of the Bills. He wasn't great, but he was a GM. Like he was the head dog. Like he like he understands how he's he been should in, understand. He should understand yeah. the game. Like okay. he's been in draft rooms for like 40 years, maybe 50 years. I'm not even sure. How, I'm not even sure how long he's been in the league. He's been in draft rooms for a long time. Again, so so you ex- got so Jeffrey Lurie is expecting a modicum of like. He's ha- he has an expectation for a 75 year old man who's been in the NFL for 40 years back. Yeah, I, I think so. Again, this isn't like again. This isn't like, like if Jeffrey Lurie hired you, because again, like he likes hiring, <laughs> he likes hiring random people from outside of you know to tell other yes. people what to do. No, but, say this was Warren. Say he hired Warren Sharp. Right. If he hires Warren Sharp, you have to have the conversation with Warren Sharp because Warren Sharp's never been there before. So you're like, hey, Warren, okay. man. No, yo, okay. Warren. You know what? I got it. All right. So he's like said. So say he just hires Sean Domingo from like from like I don't know like Temple and be mm-hmm. like Sean. I don't know. I, I I don't know if you read the articles, but you know what? Be on your best behavior. Right. It's like you might not agree. You probably won't. Dap up how he went when he comes to you, and like no, and and, and play and know your role. And right. so I guess no, it's a good point to think. Tom Donahoe should have known his role. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's like you might, Sean. You might not agree with everything that happens in this room, but again, any disagreement that we have in this room, we'll handle it out. We'll handle it after this weekend. Like we'll we'll deal with it, you know. Like you make your case for your guy, and then you sit back, and whatever happens, happens. That's it, that's it. But you know what? 
we got to let's talk about the pick because again, we, we got to give some love to to Milton because I like the pick to be honest with you. Like I like the player itself. 6'3", 284 pound, um, you know, D tackle. They have him listed as a DN, but or well, they had him. I think they had him listed as a DN, but I think he's gonna play D tackle here. Um, Nineteen tackles for loss, ten sacks in the past two years. Um, I think it's gonna be a nice rotation guy. I mean, like af- after your top two guys, I mean, who else is you know who else is up in that D tackle rotation? No, no, I think <clears throat> I think this is a question. Mm-hmm. After Dickerson and Devontae Smith, because obviously, not this, not not to be extreme about it, they need to be starters. Like almost like like not day maybe not day one for Dickerson but day fifty or mm-hmm. or season two. What which one of these guys do you have just factoring in decent coaching and just evolution? Which one of these later picks would you bet on being a a semi starter rotation dude? Oh, I think I, I think. Uh... Williams and McPherson are semi start or semi starter rotation guys uh, week one. Pardon? I think they're. I think they're well, both. Well, well, I think for Zach McPherson, I really don't think there's a. It really doesn't have a recourse. Yeah, Zach McPherson. Yeah, like you, like you, you have to. You got to be a rotation guy. But no, no, seriously though, but like you know, behind behind Cox and Jackson, I mean, who 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 you have in the middle? That's on Ridgeway. Okay, so yeah, so Milton Williams is going to be in that. I'm like Milton Williams is going to get you. I don't know. I, I don't want to put a number on it, but maybe 15, 20 snaps a game. Maybe hopefully. No, but throw. that's good. No, yeah, that's like, fine. He should. Yeah, no, pick. like, but this is where these picks, like the Milton Williams pick, the McPherson pick, the dude they got from USC, the tackle, the the bull they got from LSU. I want to see if any of these guys stick. Because really, this is and and people keep saying Jonathan Gannon is this D back whisper. Had no idea that was a thing until like last week. But I mean, like, isn't this where you you trust your coaches to coach these dudes up because mm-hmm. they these dudes have talent and and they're not like out of like out of like I don't know like and they have a pedigree. This isn't Davion Taylor. I'm gonna like because that was that serious. Like people keep saying, oh, this. is – are you sure this was like a better draft than last year? I was like, yes, because they didn't draft Davion Taylor. Like literally, <laughs> no, Roy. He he played, he played three years in college and never forced a turnover. Right. No, I, I you, mean, like, yeah. but but he was also out of position. It's like one of these things where you like, and it comes back to, it's either one, it's either they're drafted for potential and they have no football pedigree, or they're just drafting strictly. Oh, they did good in college, so they're they must be good. Like. This was a good mix where you right. have traits and you can develop traits, and they and some of them were really productive in college. Like it shouldn't be either or; it should be everything. Like I mean, you should take a flyer on a dude who might have some injury risk. Like maybe right. a guy that isn't completely like a scheme fit, but maybe if you use him in the right way, maybe he fits. Like that's. But isn't that what a football, a good football team does? Well, yeah, that's what a good football team. That's what good talent evaluators do. Um, they find guys who have a good mix of you know of skill, you know, of productivity and you know skills and upside and upside. Um, unlike J. Joff, but n- neither here nor there. But <laughs> you mentioned Zach Zach McPherson taking 123. He was a top five cornerback versus power five wide receivers and the fourth highest graded cornerback per PFF last year. Um, Kenneth Gainwell, number one fifty overall. He had 2,000 yards in 2019, total 2,000 total yards. Um, opted out of last year. Because- Kenny Gainwell is the reason why you don't draft Isaiah Harris in the first round. Because, like, I, I mean, Kenny Gainwell will be will end up being your RB two. Hell, he might end up being your RB one B at some point. Like this is and this is a dude that is going to make an impact. I think he'll make a decent impact this season. Yeah, I think he'll make a decent impact. Yeah, he's like the goal. Like obviously, like you want him to be. You know, Lil Bull, Boston Scott replacement at some point. I don't know if that happens this year or if that happens next year. Um, but I think I think Kenneth, Kenneth Gainwell, Kenny Gainwell. No, it's Kenny. It's Kenny. Kenny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's listed officially listed. As, yeah, Kenny. Like I said, Kenny is a, is a way better football name than Kenneth. Yes, Kenny's faster. Kenny Gainwell is a faster dude. Um, the other picks, really quick. Uh, USC uh, D uh, tackle Marlon. I'm going to mess this up. Tui Pulotu, I guess, at 189. Ter- uh, Taron Jackson from Coastal Carolina, the DN at 191. Uh, Jacoby Stevens from LSU, who's listed now by the Lee Eagles as a linebacker. He was a safety in college, uh, 224. And Patrick Johnson, uh, who's also listed as a linebacker from Tulane at 234. Those are the picks. And the entire draft went by, including Mr. Irrelevant, 
and Zach Ertz is still here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, no, by the way, someone told me about the, one of these undrafted free agents, this dude, Trayvon Grimes. Oh, I'm sorry, was he, and, is he the quarterback? No, he's the wide receiver. No, okay. no, no, that was, no, that was Jamie Newman. Okay, like, he was like, pretty good, too. Yeah, no, like, I, I mean, and and but Trayvon Grimes is a wide receiver, so I'm going to ask you. You mentioned uh, a, a wide receiver, like, two minutes ago. Yes. Will that wide receiver who was drafted in the second round less two years ago, mm-hmm. two years ago, will he make the team? You mentioned this on Twitter a couple of days ago. And as soon as you did that, the first thing I did, I looked at the depth chart. This dude has a really hard, hard road ahead of him to make this team. I don't think he's that good enough on special teams to kind of make up that, make up that difference. I'm, I'm gonna. I was gonna say go out on a limb, but I don't even know if this is a limb. This is like no. the, the the thickest branch of the tree. This is like I don't know the old oak tree in your park, and like the biggest <laughs> branch on it. You can sit on that branch. I don't think that. I don't think that dude makes. I don't think he makes a team. I really don't. I mean, I, really I don't, don't want to be in people's like schedule saying what you should be doing with your free time, but should my man's be maybe with with the woes? Like I, I mean, like you see Gotti there, you see Rager there, <laughs> you see Booty there, you see John bleeping high tower there <laughs> like shouldn't this be the thing where you're like guys can i um can i come like no I, I mean but like is this when it's all said and done will he be worse than danny Watkins? because people keep saying danny Watkins is like the is the worst like eagles draft pick in the last 20 years jay jaw isn't is i think light years worse than him and That's of course big... you can't forget marcus you can't forget marcus smith though yeah, that's a very ooh, that's a ugh. that's a very good that's a very good see the only the only thing that Roy uh, he had four catches last year I know and he had the, four the touchdown he scored was a, the ball like a fumble that he kind of recovered it's kind of yes! kind of fell on it's kind of fell on how do you only have for a a team that is that is thirsty <laughs> for wide receivers yes thank they're, you they're just parched, parched parched for wide receiver play you have four catches not touchdowns. Catches. He had eight targets. <laughs> he had eight targets. How do you how do you how do you play sixteen games? Or how, well, how are you dress? Well, I think he dressed for most of them. How do you dress for just about every all the sixteen games or a lot of the sixteen games? And you play a decent amount of snap. I, I need a snap count. Or maybe I don't. Maybe I don't. No, 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 no. no. But but sometimes sometimes the scouting report like no. But this shows you like did. I'm not even gonna say his full name because he don't deserve it. Like, I mean, Jay Jaw is the perfect example of a dude that that had college production but did not like because the the scouting report said it. He has trouble beating press cover, man, man, like man cover. Right. Guess what? And, and he's a red zone target. So if you can't beat man, like, and and if you can't beat man coverage, you're not. You can't be a red zone target because you're not open. Right. Yeah. Uh... Uh, is he the worst? He irks me more than <laughs> yeah. no, he no, like he bothers me. Like because yeah. I it's it's not an injury thing. This isn't like a Sidney Jones thing. It's not like I, like he just flat out sucks. Like I, I mean right. he like I, I mean let's call a spade a spade. He's not good. He right. like I thought he had like I, the the number four will 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 stay with me for like a week because I saw that and I thought it was a typo on football ref. I was like four. He had four catches. I he might be the worst. He might he might be he might be. It's really it's really it's really neck and neck between those. Two. I don't think I, I mean I wouldn't even put Marcus Smith in there. In there like that's a different class. I mean I think I think Danny Watkins and JJ are like far and away worse than Marcus Smith. Like yeah. far and away worse than Marcus Smith. No, I, but you're, you're, I remember he, Marcus he targets, Smith. God. Like I remember Marcus Smith being a bump, but he was like I, I mean I just think he was just typecasted. Like I I just think that was just such an overdraft by Chip Kelly. But like the mocks had him in the set. Like like it's not like the Eagles overdrafted Jay Jaw. No. Like I like there would have been a team that like I don't know got, like got him, and he'd suck there. Like I, I think Jay Jaw is just not a like. If you're not fast and you can't beat press coverage, <laughs> then what? Then you're not an NFL player, right? Period. Like you can't, you can't. Like you're just not an NFL player. Like you can't. And it's not like he's like, and it's not like he's like a dude you could put on the move. Like right. I, I, because I think people were discussing 
what Devontae uh, – like, I, I haven't heard the letters X, Y, and Z so much in the last two weeks just talking about – but, like, like J.J. is a Y. Like, he's – you ain't putting him in motion. No, like, no. he's, like – you're just expecting him to beat his man. Like, throw a jump ball, but he can't jump. Right. And he's not you fast. You can't jump. They're not great hands. Um, isn't fast, isn't really, isn't that physical, isn't as physical as you would think a guy his size would be. No, he's Zaire um, Smith without the peanut allergy. Yeah, no, and, and you know, conversely, again, like Devontae Smith, again, you know, he's, you know, six feet tall, but again, he's, he's probably probably more physical of a yes. receiver than, than J. Jaw. Runs elite, more, way more elite routes, is faster. You can line him up at any position. I mean, it's, yeah, it's. Yeah. No, I don't That's think it. he's making the roster. Like, I mean, it's not like you're gonna not like you're gonna put him on the practice squad. No, because again, because you have Devontae, you have Jalen Rager, you have Fulgham, you have Greg Ward. I think those guys are locks. And then after that, again, you got you know however many guys you know going for maybe two extra spots if they yeah. No, like you, you'll probably get one of those dudes from Kez or Hightower. Yeah, like, Kez, I think Kez or one Hightower, one or, one or both of them. So that's five or six. So yeah. So that's it. So have a nice, have a nice. I mean, I guess you could throw him on the practice squad if you really care, but no, um. <laughs> no, no. I, I, once that news, once that ever happens, people are going to lose. No, but like it, it really is because, and and one, my only PSA from this going forward is no more drafting wide receivers. We're done. I mean, you cannot spend any more high capital on draft on wide receivers, and and I think. Like you devoted yourself to Chelsea, like soccer or during the pandemic. My goal for the next year, or until the Eagles are good, is to start watching college football because now I have a vested interest in knowing who these fine men are. One last, one last question before we move on from to the NFL stuff. What if Jalen Rager's mid? What if he's mid this year? You got three first round picks. You don't use one of those guys in a wide receiver. Uh, you know what? Hold on. I wish I had. Some dude named Mike Clay, I think it works for ESPN, did this projections, and I have to find them. Hold on, hold on. All okay. right, all right. Because if he's, he's mid, going. if he's mid, I'll, I'll, I'll stall a little bit. If he's mid, then then we have to have this discussion. But as you're finding that, we'll I will take a minute to kind of recap everything else that went on with the draft. Jaguars obviously take Trevor Lawrence number one overall. The Niners did the smart thing and did not take Matt Jones at three. They went with Trey Lance after pro day number two. Got a lot of quarterback wide receiver reunions. So obviously, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. Also, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and Tua and Jalen Waddle down in okay. Miami. Yeah. Okay, sorry to interrupt, Roy. Go All right. Is this, are these mid stats? 58, 802, and four. That's that's good. That's not mid. That's good. Okay. Okay. So that's, sorry. So he's a key. So he's a decent WR2 if he does that. So if Jalen Rager does that, what is what is Mike Clay? Uh, Mr. The man with the oh, man, ball. No. Uh, oh no, no, like because these are the stats for Jalen Hurts, and I and th- hopefully you don't have anything. Uh, well, you're uh, drinking, okay. so you don't spit it out. Okay, okay, all right. Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. six, uh, sixteen games. Man, this dude is me, man. He, man, he, 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 white Sean Domingo. Okay, all right. Three hundred thirty-three completions, five hundred forty-one. I'm not doing the percentage. Yeah. Thirty-eight hundred passing yards, twenty-one touchdowns. 13 interceptions, 684 rushing yards, and six touchdowns. I don't hate those. I don't, you know what? I don't hate those numbers. I don't, I don't think those no, numbers, no, no, I don't no. Think those numbers are weird. Reasonable numbers. Yeah, those are reasonable. Yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw predictions for they had um, Zach Wilson like 3,700 yards and Trevor Lawrence 4,100. I'm like, come on, man. Like, that seems a little outrageous to me. Those seem like reasonable numbers for Jalen Hurts. They really do. If, if Jalen Hurts does that, we're not looking for a quarterback. Nope. You got a, you got a quarterback. Like, you're fine. Like you're fine. Like if Jalen Hurts gives you 3,800 yards and another 600 on the ground, you're fine. What now? Does he have Devonte Smith by any chance? Because I'm just curious. Yes. All right. Because yes. if, if Jalen Rager's getting 800, then 66, 891, and five. Hmm. Don't ask about their defense because he has them butt naked last in everything. That's well. I mean, I think that's wrong, but that's fine. That's okay. All right. That's all right. I, I, I gotta look up some Mike Clay because I'm, I'm, you know, I, I like those numbers. If you if you have those kind of numbers. Quite frankly, like you're you're probably gonna be a little bit better than I thought. I mean, you're probably gonna be seven and ten. Which no, I'm no, because I think like he has he even has rankings. He has um pass no like I, I mean, but thirty eight hundred yards like that's I guess that's that's like me, mid eighteenth nineteenth. There, yeah. Back. Okay. All right. Yeah. He, but his defense, he said they're gonna rank twenty eighth in sacks, twenty eighth in intercept, uh, and in twenty fifth in interceptions. 
Which, no. And after this, what unit will be the best? What, 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 which, what unit will be the best in 2021? The offense or defense? Yes. Oh, uh, it'll be offense after that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because you have that. Do you, you have, have no ex- do you have no expectations for this defense? I have, lo- I have low expectations for, for, for the defense. I, so I, I have some. One, so this is going to be one of these where, like, if Jalen or if, if this offense is puts up 24 or 5 points a game, but the defense is giving up 30, that's just the way it is. I think that's just the way it is. Um, I don't know if you're going to score that. I'll probably, say, I'll probably knock it down to 20 to 24 points a game for the offense. But – I, to be honest with you, I think this defense is going to get sacks. I just don't think they'll stop anybody from like going over the top on. I mean, because again, you have a like your front four. Nothing is, is pretty is good. I'll say good, good to very good. But um, no depth. No, no depth. I mean, you got no, you got nobody. I mean, sweaty J, sweaty J, and you know, and Milton Williams. But I mean, like what? I mean, I'm not sure how much that is. Um, yeah, no, I'm just more concerned about the cornerbacks. I mean, again, because everybody plays three wide, you need three good cornerbacks. You might have two on a roster now. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe. Avante Maddox is the Vince Velasquez, Miss Nick Pavetta of the Eagles. He will, he will not die. He, he will not die. He, he absolutely will not die. Um, I don't I don't want to kind of get too deep into it because we have like seven minutes left. But any other any team have a really good draft to you? Any, any team that kind of sticks out? I love what the Jets did. Love okay. what the Jets did. So sh- like, I, I mean, Jets. but but I, I don't know, like, man, like there's a lot of and and, and I love man. It's wild to say that the Cleveland Browns have like a top tier talent pool, like team. They're a talented ass team. Yeah, they I got forgot a, they had yeah. Clowney. Yeah, they got a lot better on defense. A lot better on defense this this uh, this offseason, I should say. Yeah, I think they had a good draft. I think the Bills had a good draft. The Lions had a good draft. Um, against harder, you get. We're not going to put grades on them because that's kind of because it's kind of silly. Um, but no, they had some pretty good drafts. Um, this year a bunch of teams had pretty good drafts. Speaking of the draft, as Chris mentioned before, six point one million people watched this. In some form or another, the third most all time um, who watched the NFL draft. Um, but like you said, you know, people turned off the sport and drove. So, um, so I guess it would have been higher if people just weren't, you know, principled enough. All that kneeling, all yeah. that, all that, all, all that stuff. I'm putting all out. I'm putting out the best signal right now for everybody. The 2022 National Football League selection draft. April 28th, April 30th, Las Vegas, Nevada. Get your passes from whoever you need to get your passes from. Start saving your 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 penny accounts at TD Bank or whatever, to your Christmas club, whatever you got to do. I'm telling you guys, if you want to go out there for Vegas, make your plans now because it's going to be a wild weekend. Oh, no, I realize no, I realized because over the uh, over the past weekend, I found out that my that my dear friend Mike's bachelor party is going to be in Vegas. Oh, heaven help me, but. I like the the sports gods don't like me enough to put it that weekend, right? But one, I don't even know if I even wanted that week because I really think that I'm just I, I'm just gonna shoot for the draft next year in Vegas because mm-hmm. since I'm vaccinated, I'm just gonna go to Vegas like two times a year. Yeah, like, no, I know, yeah. like, but like that's like honestly, like would I love to go to like an Eagles game in Vegas? Yeah, but I mean, like you can go to an Eagles game game here, and it's like, and the whole like. It just gets real extra when like Eagles Nation is somewhere and you just have like a lot of screaming, a lot of drunk stuff. And it's like, it's cool, but I'm past that. If I was 29, I'd be like, oh yeah, let's do that. But I just like going for the game. And but for me, I love the draft. So I think that might be a more preferable destination football-wise for me going to Vegas. Cause man, the draft is fun. And and when the production level, this is like what like versus like the draft was never this big Roy right like no, I, I mean no. I remember when I watched like when Jajana Carter got drafted it was just like it like the Hyatt <laughs> yeah no like they would have it like like you said like in a hotel and like guys would just come in suits and they got off the rack the day before and they would just come and they would just walk up and they get drafted and they would kind of you know they would put the hat on and they would just go in the back and that would take some pictures and that was it you know maybe they had, maybe they had, yeah. they had Kings of Leon yeah <laughs> Yeah, Kings of Leon, Black Pumas. I mean, like, it's like you don't have this before. No, you're you're right. Like the more I think about it, because you know me, you know when the schedule comes out, it's like, oh my god, Eagles, Raiders, at Las Vegas. Like, look, that'd be a great trip, and I might still make it. But I mean, like, in in the totality of everything, the better trip might be draft weekend. It really might be. Yeah, it, it really might because, be the better like, trip. I, I don't want to be this dude, but man, Eagles fans can be so damn extra sometimes, and oh, it's and like, they, and they will be extra. It'll be super extra. <laughs> Like, no, like, but, like, there's, a, like, maybe if, like, because I haven't seen people in, like, a year, 
But man, that that ish gets real tired after like the first like thirty six hours you're there because it's like you're at like you're like at a buffet at the at the Luxor. I don't know. I don't even know. Buff- Will buffets still be a thing? On a but well, there are a couple places that have buffets, but I mean by the, by that time there might be buffets back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But like I don't know. But when like you see people going to buffets and people start doing eagles chants, I'm like. Come on, man. Right. Like you said, that's like, cute. it's cute on, you know, cute Thursday, the first day you get there. But then, like, Saturday night before the game took fam, like, come on, man. Like, it's like, no, we're not doing this no more. Like, yeah. Well, let's be honest. If I was on one, because you should, you see how, like, sometimes they show these videos of people doing Eagles chants on the plane. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm just trying to put my damn headphones in and sleep. Yeah. I don't need to hear an Eagles chant. Like, no. Like, I don't know. Once again, there's a time and a place when you're walking to the stadium. Or when you see, like, I don't know, like, like a crew of people walking past you on a strip, you do a goat birds, and, and you go on your way. Yeah. But no, it, it, it can't be that. It's got to be, like, I don't know, singing singing impromptu dreams and nightmares. I'm like, I, I don't know, like, you know, like saying, we, <laughs> no one likes us, we don't care. Like, no, it's that stuff that just, if I was, like, from Nebraska and I saw this, I'd be terrified. I'm telling you, you know, that, because, again, you know, Chris is referring to Eagles Raiders, which is going to happen this season. Um, we'll know exactly when the next time, by the, the next time we're on the air. Um, 18 million Eagles fans are going to descend on Las Vegas, and they will terrorize the people who are probably just there just to either get married or just, you know, just on like just a, just a friend's, friend's trip or whatever. It, it's going to be a very, it, like, I almost want to want to be there just to see, just to see the insanity of the scene. But like you said, it's going to be, so over the top that it's like, yeah, they're going to be enjoyable. And I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. No, because one, you have, you have dudes that have been waiting like a year and a half to get that hall pass. Yeah. No, like, I, I mean, like yeah, people have been pass. waiting yeah. for this trip for like two, three years when they, yeah. when they realized that, 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 that there was going to be a franchise in Las Vegas. They're like, oh man, that Eagles trip won't be dope because you know what? I was one of them. That was me. But right. then you know what happened? I turned 40 and even after pandemic, I don't know if I want to be around as many people like that. Because one, no, if you're around that for like a night or like a tailgate, and then you have the game and you go home, but you're you're gonna see that for like for how however long you're there, seventy two yeah. hours. Yeah, no, no, you know you you kind of talk me you've kind of talked me off the ledge. You've kind of talked me off the ledge. And I think that I think the draft is probably a better trip. You know, you know all things considered, you know for sanity considered. Um, for, for, for Eagles fans. All right, we got to get a minute. I do want to ask you, though. Sixers, number one seed, probably going to be the number one seed when they enter the playoffs. They could play one of five teams as it stands right now. Boston, Miami, Charlotte, Indiana, Washington. Really quick, who do you not want to see in the first round and who do you want to see in the first round? Just for, um, just for I, I don't know, like cathartic, taking the Steve Young monkey off your back, I want to play Boston in the first round. Ooh, okay. All right. Because you need that. Like, I mean, you need you need to like relinquish the demons. Because the Sixers, the Celtics have owned your ass for like 10 years. Right. And I don't care if they got Aaron Nesmith playing or that Pritchard kid. I want to beat them. All right. I, I'm not mad at that. I, I prefer just because again, I want the easier matchup. So give me Charlotte, give me Indiana, and I'll and I'll deal with that. Um I, I don't want Miami because, again, like, not that they can't be. I mean, they can obviously beat all these teams that are better than that. But again, like, I just don't need the whole Jimmy Butler subplot and all this other stuff like that. I think I don't, I don't need that. Cause no, again, like, but, no, no, but a part of me would like to play the Heat and stop them. And, and because you know who are some of the most annoying fans on the planet? Heat fans. They are. Because they put out that Heat culture. And yeah. it's like, oh my God, you lucked into an NBA Finals berth. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heat fans are, you know, Heat fans stomping out Heat fans, even if it takes six games, it might be, it might feel good. So, you know, may, maybe the Heat, but again, I don't need to hear all that stuff from Heat fans for, for but, two weeks. But you know what, man? Like, not being that two seed is a blessing because Huge. that, because I think the Nets and the Bucks are going to beat the crap out of each other because, no, that's a good matchup. Like, yeah. I, I mean, because one, Drew changes the dynamic of the Bucks. They have a higher ceiling than they ever did. Yeah. And I don't like, and they got dudes that can make, like hard for Durant. Yeah, no, that, that series definitely gonna go six, seven games and that'll be that'll be a slugfest. And whoever comes out of that series again should be I don't say easy pickings, but they, they should be beat up uh, to the point where, where the Sixers have it a little bit easier in the I mean who, who do the Sixers play in the first second round? The Knicks? Yeah, probably the Knicks, which you know it is what it is. But anyhow, we will talk about all of that stuff once it's finalized. Again, the Sixers looking to be the number one seed. Hopefully they keep it locked in there for the next week or so. But until then 
We are out of here. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in here. 106.5 FM, WPPM LP, Philadelphia. Be back with you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, we are going. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. At the heart of your job search is a mission for more. You want a career that inspires you and sparks your pursuit of truth and justice. At the FBI, we too are on a mission to find exceptional people like you. We're gathering experts from all backgrounds to help us stay ahead of threats to our nation. Your pursuit for more deserves nothing less. Visit fbijobs.gov forward slash radio.